scan read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bomb. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And we welcome you to another edition of Inside the Huddle on this really pretty Tuesday here in Gainesville. Alongside head coach Steve Spurrier, the Gator quarterback Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Jay Kitt will produce the program today. Boy, you know, it just seems like we started the college football season yesterday, and here we are, the for all intents and purposes, the final weekend of the regular season. All the rivalry games, including, of course, Florida and Florida State here in the Swamp on Saturday night. Uh, Coach, you've been part of this game for a long time, and, you know, when you guys played Florida State, it always, almost always meant a great deal, but kind of hard to fathom you know the point spread in this game and there's not a lot of talk about this game so I sure hope you know Gator fans aren't taking this game lightly because it's an important game Saturday night. Gosh we hadn't beaten them here since what 2009 I think Tebow's uh, last year somebody said so uh, yeah they've come into the swamp four times in a row and kicked our tails so hopefully we'll definitely be ready to 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 beat FSU this Saturday night. A lot's been made Shane about and, and Coach, I want to ask you about this too. You know, seniors, you know, playing their last game, and you know, these seniors did not have Dan Mullen. They've gone through a lot. They had to go through a coaching change. Had to go through some down years. How, how special is playing the final game in the swamp? Well, I don't think you really realize it when you're a player. It hits you after you leave here, and you get my age, and you come back. I mean, senior day is special. Uh, it's the last time you're gonna walk walk out of or run out of that tunnel. Uh, in front of a great crowd, and, and, and what better way than to, you know, to get your 10th win uh, your senior season against uh, Florida State? How is it as a coach, Coach Barrier, when you know, senior day rolls around, you got to, you know, those kids you went out and recruited and they're going to be playing their final game in the swamp? How is that for a coach? Uh, you probably say, let's make sure we win our last one here, fellas, and uh, all of you guys that aren't seniors, you know, make sure your teammates are going to go out a winner. So it's a little added uh, to that. But other than that, you just you know really get ready to win another game. Uh, these, the, our team's going to play in a bowl game, so it's not the last game ever together. Uh, that will be wherever the bowl side is uh, for all the seniors. But, again, we're, we're in the process of a really good season. We need to beat FSU, and it really helps in-state recruiting when you're able to beat those guys and Miami. There's not many years that the Gators have beat both in-state universities in the same year. It hadn't happened a lot. Uh, I know I never did do it, but we didn't play Miami, but uh, I think once in, in the 12 years I was here. So anyway, it's a big game. I, I think our fans are really going to be fired up and ready to scream and yell and do their part this Saturday night. Yep, big night game coming up in the Swamp. You know, you look around with a rivalry weekend coming up this weekend, and uh, let's let's start by going around the league. We, we know Thursday, Shane, is, is going to be the, the Egg Bowl, but – We'll get to this in a little bit. It's amazing to me. I just saw this statistic. Texas A&M is making history this year 
because they are playing a number one team three times. Hmm. You know, Clemson was number one. Nobody else has ever done that, and A&M gets that illustrious. And it, it's been – look, we, we can argue about Jimbo Fisher getting paid all that money. They haven't beaten a, a ranked team, but – Coach, it's hard when you play three number one teams in the same year. Yeah, people didn't realize how difficult schedule they had. Uh, everybody's <laughs> yeah. talking about South Carolina had a tough one, as, and they did. And Auburn's had a very difficult one also. But, yeah, Texas A&M, they, they're number one in the most difficult ske- uh, schedule to play three number ones. Uh, obviously, uh, Clemson, uh, LSU, and I guess Alabama was, was number one. Was yep. one when they played them. So, uh yeah, they uh, they could pull an upset. Heck, I don't know. They're, they're capable. Uh, but LSU's, gosh, they've really been good. So uh, time would tell if they're a little flat or not going into this last one. And you look at the league, you know, you, you got to give it give it up for Tennessee. That They looked awful at the beginning of the year, the, the, some of the losses at home. But all of a sudden, guys, they've turned things around. you got to give Jeremy Pruitt some credit. No doubt. Uh, they're 6-5. and five. They're bowl eligible. Who would have thought that? You know, when we were getting ready for the Tennessee game, we were on this show talking about, was Phil Fulmer going to possibly be coaching them, uh, you know, after our game? <laughs> yeah. uh, but give Pruitt and his staff, the kids, credit. You know, what's interesting is, you know, Garantano has played really well the last couple of weeks, and, you know, he and Pruitt kind of went at it after that Alabama game. You didn't know if he would ever play again. So tip your hat. Uh, whether you want to do it or not, to the Vols, uh, congratulations to them. They're going bowling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're bowl eligible, won five out of six, and, uh, yeah, they've made some strides. And it just goes to show you they, they had good players there. They really have. They just weren't playing as well as they were capable, and, and now they put it together, and uh, they got a chance to finish 7-5 and five when, they, when they beat Vandy, I guess, this week. Well, I'll, I'll be the one to say this, though. If that happens and Tennessee wins a bowl game – that next year their fans are going to expect to be in the top four. Oh, absolutely. That's just how it always works in Knoxville because they, at the end of the year they play the schedule they play. And uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see how that transpires. Um, let's talk a little bit about the season that, that Florida has had. Let, let's go back to week, week zero, actually, when Florida played Miami. We know last year most people thought Coach Mullen was a little bit ahead of schedule given – coaching change, all of that. But as you look at this season now, guys, where do you rank this, the the job that Mullen has done this year to get this team where it is? Well, I think they've done a tremendous job. I mean, you know, early in the year we sputtered around, but, you know, as coaches always said, you can tell when when teams are being coached well, they get better as the season progresses, and that's what has happened to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Kyle Trask has played extremely well for us. I think this team, you know, you have a chance to win back-to-back 10-win seasons. And, um, you know, who would have thought that coming off a four-win season when he came here? So I think the staff has done a tremendous job. Yeah, Steve, as we all know, uh, that old saying, teams get better or worse as the season goes along. You never stay the same. And there's no question after that uh, victory over Miami in the Orange Bowl, gosh, I can still see Felipe sort of getting hit, and they got the interception. If one of the Miami guys had blocked back on the guy chasing the – got caught the interception, uh, he might have scored on that play. 
and then they picked up the interference flag on on our guy. Never seen that in my life, but they picked it up. Said no interference, and uh, and we kept them out of the end zone to win that game. And then our coaches came back and get our defensive coaches, Todd Grantham and them guys. Said, man, we need to learn how to tackle. You know, you don't tackle your teammates much in in preseason, and uh, we missed a bunch of tackles. We couldn't fall on loose balls, and so we we corrected all those mistakes uh, as the season went along. And that's a, that's a sign of good coaching when the team improves uh, as the season progresses. You know, I think another thing, uh, yesterday we were listening to Coach Mullen, uh, Steve, and somebody asked him, uh, hey, I, I, something about how is, your, how is your offense good? Without, how do you spread the ball around when you don't have a running game? And he said, well, we, we do spread the ball around. We give it to re- our, all of our receivers equally. So in other words, he's saying we don't, yeah, we don't run the ball great, but they've still found a way offensively to get the job done. And that's coaching, isn't it, Coach? Yeah, we're not a great running team, although we've had those long runs, uh, the big one against uh, Auburn and South Carolina that helped win those games, certainly. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you got to throw that little, <clears throat> that little quick screen out there and let the receiver catch it and run, and uh, that's as good as a run in play. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we can get the running game going a little bit better. As, uh, well, we only got a couple games left this year and uh, as we go. But, again, the object is to win the game, to get more points than the other team. And that's, that's what the coaches are, are assigned to do. Hey, let's get more points than those guys, and uh, everybody will be happy. You know, a lot of people, given the points part of this game, maybe think, uh, you know, whatever. But I, I would be surprised if we don't get, at least early, Tremendous effort from FSU. They're playing better under Higgins. Offensively, they haven't played juggernauts, but they've looked at least like they know what they're doing. I think at least initially, they're going to give Florida their best shot. Well, yeah, it's it's a rivalry game. It's going to be at night. These kids, you know, played against one another in high school, most of them, and they haven't had the season they wanted. So what better way to come into the swamp and, and try to upset? But here's the thing. Florida's a much better football team than them right now. If if we don't turn it over and give them a short feel, Florida wins this game. You know, I don't want to say handily, but they, they should. You know, because Florida State has always had tremendous defenses. This year and last year, their defenses have been nowhere near what they were in the past. And I just think we'll be able to move the ball on. Well, let's hope so. Uh, but they're very capable, and uh, I know as a coach, you got to always tell your teams this: this team's capable of beating us. We got to really be ready and, and play well. We can't just show up. So, uh, but Dan Mullen and his coaches uh, do that well. Our, our guys are generally really, really ready to play, and, and certainly I, I believe we will be this uh, Saturday night. We're going to leave it to Coach here to do our play of the week. It's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit. You in play of the week, Coach. Okay, I'm going to give you my play of the week. Uh, I hate to keep going all the way back to Washington State, but they had the dangest game this past week. They're playing Oregon State. Uh, the winner uh, becomes bowl eligible. Both teams were 5-5, five and five, so it was a huge game out there and went back and forth. Anyway, uh, Washington State was behind five points, and they had fourth down on the two-yard line. If they score, they're up by one. If they don't, they get beat. Simple as that, fourth down. And they came up to the line of scrimmage, and Anthony Gordon, their quarterback, uh, he, he had a pass play called, but if they spread all out, he was going to check to the zone read. And uh, they spread out, and he gave it to running back Borgie, and, and Borgie ran it in for, uh, for the touchdown. So uh, what happened, they checked to a run play on the two-yard line. 
that would made sense. And, and sometimes running's good down there when they spread out with you, and and that uh, got Washington State the victory, and they're bowl eligible now. So they had a bunch of happy Cougars out there at Washington State last week. All check right. to check to the run play. That sometimes is really a good idea. Now is that. Is that an RPO, Coach? Is that something the quarterback sees? Do they call out from the bench? How does that work? Yeah, the bench to, uh, told him that, hey, if they spread out, we're going to check to the run. And uh, they spread out and covered everybody and zoned up uh, the secondary, so he checked to the run. Okay, that's our play of the week brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. We'll take a break, come back, lots more. We're going to take a look at some of the big rivalry games. We'll give you our top four. It probably is going to be pretty much the same because there weren't a whole lot of upsets. We'll take a look at that and a whole lot more inside the huddle. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. We will now do... Our questions of the week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators Drive Davis. If uh, you have a question for Coach Spurrier, you can send them to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. And you get to ask these questions of Steve Spurrier. Here you go, Coach. Matt in Orlando, 
Once you're amazing, once uh, can't, uh, you're, you face Danny Ford, Bobby Bowden, Philip Fulmer, Gene Stallings, Nick Saban, and Urban Meyer, just to name a few, in your opinion, who's the greatest coach you've ever faced? And he also says, thankful for the Apollos championship you brought to the city. Beautiful. Thanks again, Coach. Okay, yeah, thanks for uh, mentioning the Apollos. Yeah, we had a good team down there. That was, uh, it was fun, and to end up on top was certainly rewarding. I tell you what, I, when I was a coach, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the head coach on the other side. I tried to pay attention to maybe what kind of defense they played, uh, coverages and all this, that, and the other, and, and then maybe trying to stop their best player somehow or another on defense. So I didn't get involved a lot in uh, talking about the head coach on the other team. In fact, I used to tell some media guys, if you ask some of our guys on the team, they don't even know who the head coach is on the other team. Because we, we don't even talk about that. It, uh, to, to me, they had very little input in, in the outcome of the game. Unless one of them was a play caller, which uh, some of them were, but very very few, seems like, uh, back in the 90s uh, were play callers. So it's, it's always difficult for me to say that. I can't say Bobby Bowden beat us more than we beat them, and that was the only team that uh, uh, that beat us more, I, I think, than we beat them back in the 90s uh, that we played regularly. Uh, in 12 years, we only beat them five times. So... Uh, they, they were tough. They were generally, 11 out of 12 years, they were in the top five in the nation. 11 times we played them. So it was big games, and uh, they, uh, they got the best of us a little bit more than, than we got the best of them. Daryl says, Coach, when you have an open week, when do you start putting the game plan in for the next opponent? We usually kept it very consistent, so we didn't do a lot on open day. We'd look a little bit here, there, and the other and practice the guys through Thursday, but we let them off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and come back Monday and start preparing for the opponent in a similar way as we did during the season. So we didn't uh, we didn't put a lot of extra into it. I, I think sometimes you can do too much if you have uh, a long time. Uh, sometimes before a bowl game, you've got like three weeks and you put in all these plays, and you, you realize maybe you put too many in. So try to keep it uh, consistent as you do uh, through the regular season is what we usually try to do. Riley in Melbourne, uh, during your UF coaching days, how would you prepare for an FSU team that was usually in the top five? <laughs> yeah, we just talked about that. We tried to play smart, played the best we could. Uh, uh, our motivational coach, Gene Allenson, sometimes would give us a little talk before – I remember the 91 game, the one Shane played in, where we beat him 14 to 9. And uh, Coach Ellison could give you those positive molecules, as he called it. And he could plant a seed in your head. And I remember Shane will tell you uh, uh, Ephesians Bartley, Ephi. He said, Ephi, I'm going to see you catch that interception against FSU this week. When they throw that little swing pass out there, you're not going to drop it like you did the last game. You're going to catch it, and I, I can see you running for a touchdown. Let me tell you what happened. They threw the swing pass out there, and Efe has got his hands on it. He dropped it again. <laughs> he didn't. Right, Shane? We still won that game. But he, uh, Coach Ellenson had a premonition that he was going to get that uh, swing pass. So Coach Ellenson did his part. If he, just, uh, he just couldn't hold on. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Bennett and Gainesville. In 1996, what change did you make between the three-point loss to FSU in November and the decisive 32-point national championship win in January? Yeah, we put shotgun in uh, for Alabama in the SEC championship game. And, uh, all Danny did was throw six touchdown passes and 401 yards in that game. So we, we had the shotgun. But we had both offensive tackles back. Uh, Pillar 
and Mo Collins were both out up there in the game in Tallahassee. So we had both of our starters back, which was a month later, which made a huge difference also. And we just played better. We played a lot better than them. Uh, I heard that they uh, had a real great practice a week before the game. They were out there knocking the heck out of each other. And one of their players said, we peaked way too early. We peaked before the game started. Uh, may have happened. I don't know. We, we try to, you know, get our guys to peak uh, right right when the game starts and finish it up and so forth. But it's uh, Danny obviously had a spectacular game, and Ike Hilliard, uh, the three touchdown catches, uh, just everybody played super that night. Paul in Jacksonville, Bobby Bowden, one of the only coaches to have a winning record against you. When asked what was his hardest loss when playing against you, I would have assumed it was the national championship game, but instead he said it was following the following season's game in the swamp that ended their perfect 1997 season. What was your hardest loss against Bowden, he asks. Hardest loss, uh, I think I said the tie the last time somebody asked this because we had a huge lead up there and they came back and tied us. Uh, but other than that, uh, most of the losses to them did not uh, mean the national championship. Uh, when we beat them in 97, they were undefeated. Uh, they came in uh, and they were going to play for the national championship in the bowl game wherever they were going to. And that was that 32-29 game, which was probably one of the most uh, thrilling uh, wins for the Gators because we, we scored with about a minute left and then, and then had to hold them, though, to, to finish the game. So, uh, But the, I always said the tie game was probably the most disappointing game we had with them because we had a huge lead, and, and they came back and tied us. Last one, Corey and Savannah. Coach, it's rivalry week. How does the UF-FSU rivalry compare to the South Carolina-Clemson rivalry? I'd say very similar. Uh, both teams don't like each other too much. Uh, to me, the, the rivalry gets big when both teams are really good. Yes. Uh, FSU has struggled the last couple of years or so. They fired their coach this year. They got Odell. Uh, gosh, he coached in this game two years ago as the interim. And he's never lost as the interim <laughs> coach. Correct. You know that, Shane? They won the bowl game. Uh, uh, that's uh, I'm telling, I tell you what, he's got them playing at a, a lot better energy level and effort and all that kind of stuff. So we, we've got to really be ready. So uh, Odell Hagens, heck, he might get the head job there. I don't know, but uh, he's, he's never lost a game as an interim coach. So we've we got to play well to beat him. All right, we will move on now to our Team of the Week, brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, Team of the Week. Uh, I'm going up to Rocky Top. It's uh, Tennessee, just the way they've turned their season around. A uh, big win at Missouri, and they're now bowl eligible. Arizona State, um, Herm Edwards, um, who was so kind uh, to come on our show here when he was coaching and has done that when he was coaching at Arizona, at Arizona State. Big win for the Sun Devils, although I did see somebody actually ranked them, uh, even though they've lost to Oregon State and teams like that. But that was a big win. So, mm -hmm. team of the week, Arizona State for me. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Florida International University with uh, Coach Butch Davis down there. But they were only 5-5 five and five coming into the game against Miami. And, of course, had that huge upset. It was their first win ever over a Power 5 school. And, of course, Butch used to coach at Miami. And, uh, in fact, he was there when I, I was here at Florida. And uh, they beat us in the uh, 2000 uh, Sugar Bowl. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Butch, uh, that was probably their biggest win in a long time down there. And they played in the old Orange Bowl, which uh, I played my last college game in the Orange Bowl where Larry Smith had that long run for the touchdown. We beat Georgia Tech. So there's a lot of history in the old Orange Bowl there, and uh, that's where Butch Davis uh, and FIU got a big, huge win over Miami. And then our Coach of the Week, 
brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country, I guess. Well, well go mine's going to go along with my team. I'm yeah. going to go with Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Of course, I'm going to do Herm Edwards, but I, there's a guy who we've I've mentioned earlier who I think's done a great job, and that's Satterfield at Louisville. They were a dumpster fire not long ago, and all of a sudden, I think they've got seven wins this year, and I don't think anybody would have expected that so soon. So he's honorable mention. I think he's done a great job at Louisville. Yeah, I'll come back with uh, P.J. Fleck at uh, Minnesota. They're 10-1 and one now, and uh, if they happen to beat Wisconsin, uh, they'll play Ohio State in the, in the Big, uh, 12 championship, uh, Big Ten championship game. And if they beat both of those teams, uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State, I would think they got to get in that Final Four. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you have to put them there. It, it's going to be really interesting after this weekend, depending on where things fall, to see you know, where all, all the teams are. I mean, look, we, you figure Oregon losing knocks them out, so the Pac-12's lone hope now is Utah, and I think even they are – a long shot to do it so but what if the upsets happen what if georgia beats lsu i mean there's a lot of things we will talk about that very soon uh we'll take a break come back we're going to give you our top four teams coach will have his chalk talk segment much more to come inside the huddle espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gator. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herm with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. 
Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. By the way, just a programming note. Next week, our Inside the Huddle will be on Monday morning. Same time, 10 a.m. It'll just be Monday morning next week. So jot that down, put it in your phone, do whatever you need to do to remember But uh, next Monday, 10 o'clock, for our Inside the Huddle for next week. Okay, guys, top four uh, based on what happened last week. Shane, I'll start with you. What's your top four? Well, mine's, I think, what I had last week. It's LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and, and Georgia. You know, Georgia is just a weird team to me. They have not played great all year except for against us. It was the, the best game they played, and Fromm was phenomenal against us. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick Georgia in there right now. Yeah, I think everybody's got the same four uh, all around the country this week. But there's uh, a bunch of teams uh, right there on that number five spot. I don't know how you pick number five right now because Utah, Alabama, Oklahoma, Baylor, Minnesota, uh, they all just got the one loss. And uh, if they go on and win their conference championship, uh, certainly that's got to be considered amongst those teams there, whereas Alabama uh, has no shot at the, at the conference championship. You know, it's it's funny. Now you start when these, and we'll go over some of these rivalry games coming up. But you look at some of the teams, and you think, you know, Ohio State let I don't want to say let Penn State back in it, but it was a game for a while. Oklahoma has gotten by by the skin of its teeth. So you just wonder, you know, where some of these these, these teams are. So let's take a look at some of the big games coming up. Let's start with Wisconsin and Minnesota. We all know what Wisconsin does with their great running back. They have thrown the ball up and down a little bit. How do you see Wisconsin-Minnesota, Coach? Yeah, if if Minnesota can stop the run, they'll, they'll have a good chance, to, I think, to beat Wisconsin. But Wisconsin has sort of gone back to giving it to that great running back they got. What's his name? Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Yeah, he is really good. And uh, But um, i tell you what, it'll be an interesting ball game. I really believe Minnesota – can do some things, a little, uh, their energy and passion and all that kind of stuff uh, gives them a chance to beat Wisconsin. You know, I'm hoping Minnesota wins this game only because I think they will give Ohio State a better game than, than Wisconsin would. Uh, just their style of play, you know, they're in the shotgun every down. They, they have two really good receivers. Their quarterback makes plays. They run a lot of the RPO game. I just think they would give – It'd be a more exciting game to watch than watch the Badgers line up and turn around and hand it all 45 times. I'm going to do my Lee Corso here. Right you are, Shane. You're a smart man. I agree 100% because if you don't, if you shut Taylor down, I don't see Wisconsin doing a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Iron Bowl. Auburn has played a difficult schedule. They get Alabama at home without Tua. Shane, I'll start with you. Well, I mean... I think this is going to be a, a really good game uh, with Tua being out. Uh, Mac Jones has played decent at times. If if Auburn can score, I think they can win this game. I really do because of their defense. But until Bo Nix can complete some passes, and you know they're, they're struggling running the football right now, I, I don't really know who to pick. But 
I do think Auburn, if they can somehow generate a couple, you know, mm-hmm. three touchdowns, they have a chance of winning. I, I tell you what, the committee has really got to hope that Auburn wins because now that will eliminate Alabama and Auburn at some right. time. And they're hoping LSU beats Georgia. Yeah, at least. So that would eliminate Georgia, and then they could get some other conference teams in. Yep. But if Alabama wins and if Georgia upsets LSU, I mean, now you got three SEC teams there vying with a lot of reason to be in the Final Four. So it, it will be interesting the way it all plays out. But uh, – yeah, Auburn and Alabama, I think it'd be a close one. I don't know who's going to win. I think it boils down to two things. Bo Nix is playing at home where he plays better. Shane, to your point, can he throw the ball with any efficiency? Can they run the ball? And if you're Alabama, the quarterback doesn't have to be – they got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. So get the ball quickly to your weapons. Let them do it. But I'm with you, Auburn – defensively could slow them down. There was something on the news the other day that Alabama has never beaten Auburn at Auburn when Auburn was ranked. Something Hmm. like that. It was something like that. Yeah, Auburn's pretty good at home against those guys. Ohio State, Michigan. Well, this is a game that's going to be intriguing because it's in Ann Arbor. Uh, Michigan, for, for whatever reason, I think it started that second half against Penn State when they started kind of opening it up. And Shea Patterson has played better. Uh, I mean, Ohio State is a really good football team. They're so explosive on offense. But I, I think this could be a close game. I, I still think Ohio State's going to win it, but it would not shock me if Michigan upsets them. Yeah, Michigan really needs to beat Ohio State for Michigan purposes, that's for sure. And uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. Michigan has made a lot of strides. What have they won, like six or seven in a row, I think, uh, recently? So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that one. That one's on at noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Ten guys like to play at noon. They're big games. So uh, maybe that's the best TV time with us playing Saturday night. We'll get a chance to watch most of that one. You know, I'm not a hardball guy, but I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid with Michigan. And the reason I am, when they went to Indiana, I thought Indiana's had a good year, and I thought Indiana's going to knock them off, and they didn't. And they beat Indiana – Handily, that that said something to me. But you know, upstairs now, can they get past you know beating Ohio State? This is the best chance for them to do it. Ohio State's been kind of shaky lately. They're playing at home, as you said, Shane. They're playing offensively really well. Well, the the key for them to be in the game and have a chance of winning it is spying on Justin Fields because you know I watched a lot of that Penn State game. He made some plays through the air, not many. But he hurt them on whether it was a quarterback draw called or just his scrambling ability. That's what makes him so dangerous. It's not his, his throwing. It's his running ability. Two more games I want to ask about. Bedlam, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. I, I don't think Coach Gundy's team is getting a whole lot of respect. They're ranked, and they're at home. I, I think this is going to be a pretty good game, fellas. And they got an excellent running back. Some people say he's one of the best in the country. Uh, if they can stay on the field and, and keep Oklahoma's offense on the sidelines, uh, they do have a chance for the upset. Uh, but Coach Gundy was talking the other day about uh, Oklahoma's offense, and Jalen Hurts either runs or throws the ball like 80% of the time. Uh, he went on to say they are a one-man show on offense, and they are. That's, uh, that's uh, sort of the spread offense when you got a quarterback uh, like uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, like Lamar Jackson. We watched him run and throw it last night up and down the field. So if they can stop Hurts running, I think they got a chance for the upset. 
Well, I do too. With it being in Stillwater, they have a very good chance. I think the biggest thing is Jalen Hurts has had a pretty good year, but you know they were up twenty-one nothing on on uh, TCU the other night, and then two straight straight trips he turned it over inside the ten yard line. So he's he's been turning it over quite a bit. If he turns it over there, they won't win. But if he if he protects the football, I think Oklahoma will win a close one. I want to give the American a little love because uh, Cincinnati and Memphis. Shapes up to be a pretty darn good game. And, you know, Mike Norvell's name has been mentioned as possibly going to Arkansas. Coach, how do you see this one? Yeah, that's uh, two good teams. They really are. And uh, I think the best of the uh, group of five conference guys get in the New Year's Day game. So they, these two teams may be playing for that, uh, that bowl trip. And the conference championship comes up. Uh, they have their uh, game, I guess, the following week also. So huge game there. I, I don't know who to pick. <laughs> well, I, I I know it is a big game because Coach said because they they can get in a New Year's Six Bowl, but then that, I think that would come if they were whichever one of these teams wins and then wins the uh, the American them, Championship. And I'm not sure who they play on the other side. Navy could still get in. I know. Uh, Where's that game being played? Is it in Memphis? Memphis. Yep. Okay, I'll take Memphis. Yeah, I'll take that. I am too. But but Cincinnati. Remember, Coach Fickle's team got embarrassed by Ohio State, mm-hmm. and since then they played really well. We'll take a break, come back. One of my favorite segments, Coach Spurrier draws up a play. Our Chalk Talk segment is next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF, as you listen inside the huddle. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention, security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Gators Dockside is your Gators sports headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. 
Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Okay, it's going to be time for Chalk Talk. I'm going to turn it over to Coach Spurrier. Okay, thank you, Steve. I thought what we'd do today is draw up the defense that everybody's playing now. A lot of teams are playing this. And uh, it's sort of a, uh, a three-man line defense, as you can see here. Uh, we got four linebackers, four secondary guys. Uh, now, they start out in this position, but they can do all kind of things uh, from this look right here. As you know, almost everybody's in the shotgun, so by the time the ball gets to the quarterback, they could bring this guy off the edge, bring him up if they want to, and you got a normal uh, three-deep coverage. This guy goes back to the middle, and, and you got a normal three-deep coverage out of this look right here. They could bring this guy up over here if they liked. And uh, when they do that, then these guys just rush the other angle, and they're pretty much safe. And you could run uh, a basic uh, cover two out of this. Everybody runs uh, cover twos. You know, you got the cover two zone. These guys play here. There, there's just all kind of stuff you can do out of this. If you want the corner blitz, which we do a lot, this guy just comes over. This guy sneaks up here and comes like crazy, and, and you get this look right here. It's a, it's a really interesting concept with the two defensive ends, and we do a lot of this also. They play sort of head up, and they can rush outside, they can rush inside. You just don't know where they're coming. And then a lot of times, if it's third and 15 or so, they'll stack a linebacker right behind this guy. And they, they do tricks like that also to sort of try to confuse the offense. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is if this guy can get out of the pocket a little bit. And uh, that'll give your lineman a fighting chance. They can just sort of block area. If they're rushing over here, let them rush the air. So quarterbacks that can get out and get around and stuff like that is really helpful nowadays. Uh, but this, this basic scheme of uh, two guys deep before the snap, and, uh, I mean, there's, you just can do all kind of things. You can get to basic three deep or two deep, and, and you can have either five or six Rushers uh, coming from all different angles also. So uh, this, I saw something the other night. Shane said had a double corner blitz. I don't know if I've seen that before, but uh, it's usually the weak side corner blitz has really been good for us. We do a lot of that. And then usually it's the nickelback guy that, uh, that comes from over here. I, I don't know if they brought one from way out there or not. But anyway, this uh, little uh, shell of that, and then when the ball snapped, just getting into all kinds of different looks. Uh, can really be confusing to the offense and especially the offense pass protections. All right. Okay. Get my chair over here. I have a question off that, if I could. Okay. As a quarterback, guys, what I, what, when Florida does what they do, like let, let's say they've got Henderson and he's lined up as if he's playing press man, mm -hmm. okay? And then, Coach, as you mentioned, they may send him on a blitz, right? How does the quarterback is that a scent? How do you how do you pick that up? Well, it's it's a lot of your film study. You you look and, and usually as coach said, they're gonna bring the corner blitz to the short side. Uh, but you can kinda you can have your, your single receiver there can also let the quarterback know, point to him, hey, watch him. But the guy that gives it away is gonna be the safety because he has such a large area to cover 
uh, so you can see him kind of creeping over. And usually teams, if depending on your protection, your left tackle may be fanning to that guy and you're okay. If not, you're going to have to throw what they call a sight adjust or you know just a little hitch or something right there. Uh, but it's it's a good blitz, and, and C.J. Henderson does it very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. And uh, what also happens, Steve, the linemen pretty much got a black area. Your guy, heck, he may go this way or that way. So left tackle, a lot of times he's got the widest rusher, and if his guy goes inside, then the guard has to take him and so forth. But uh, it can create problems, and certainly that's what defensive coaches try to do. They try to get a free rusher. Uh, and then, of course, you got to stop the run also. And uh, – this one reason I like uh, the quarterback underneath center because he can he can audible better he can get the ball and if he needs to throw a three step pass you know it's one two three throw so uh, but everybody's in the gun now and very seldom do you see people underneath and that to me gives the defense a little bit of an advantage with the snap being you know like a second or so and they can really disguise their coverages and I would also imagine coach to your point communication must have to be very big because if, if, the, if the tackle's blocking the furthest outside guy, those other guys got to know, you know what their job is too. So they've got to adjust to that as well, correct? Well, if you're blocking area, uh, like the left guard there, he, he's got to whoever comes in my left gap. Gotcha. Whoever okay. he may be. And okay. then the center's got his gap. And, uh, and the, the back usually got one back over there that's going to help out somewhere also. i got to bring this up because – He's been amazing, and I know we're talking about college and all that, but watching Lamar Jackson and what he does from quarterback world here, I, I don't know that anybody expected this at all. I mean, there were some people that said he shouldn't even be a quarterback when he came in the league, and he's just lighting it up, and they just demolished the Rams last night. Five more touchdowns for him. Why has he been so good? Well, he's a, he's a tremendous athlete. Uh, I, I'm on record, remember, Steve, in our shows <laughs> leading up to the season. You know, last year he only threw for over 200 yards in one game. And I, I was like, I don't know if he'll last because defensive coordinators will, will watch him all summer long and take his tendencies away. And you got to be a good thrower in that league. But he has uh, thrown the ball extremely well this year. He's made so many plays just on his athleticism. And let's give Greg, no, Greg Roman – and uh, John Harbaugh a lot of credit because they've kind of tailored the entire offense around him, and they're using his athletic ability. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what he's doing also, Shane, that he he takes his steps and throws it at times too. That little seam route they hit oh, last yeah. night for a touchdown. I mean, he looked off the safety, one, two, three, hits throw, and no hesitation. Now, most time when you watch those NFL quarterbacks, they take a few steps, they look around, they look around, they take off running to the right and throw the ball away or whatever. But he takes his steps and was letting it go. Now, sometimes, obviously, he takes off running also, uh, and he's good out of the pocket. And, uh, of course, those design run plays where he gives it or keeps it, he's got Mark Ingram running up in there. He's got an excellent offensive line, too. They block people. So uh, they look unstoppable right yeah, now. Yeah, and the other thing, coaches made points about certain players. You know, he, he's a runner, but he knows how to protect himself and not take shots when he runs the football. Pretty remarkable in, in watching. And, and, and the Ravens might be the best team in the AFC. I think they are. I, you know, the Ravens, I think, are the best team by far. I mean, the Patriots, it's hard to argue with what they're doing, but I saw where um, they haven't really beaten a team with a winning record. 
And there's a lot of really good teams in the NFC this year, but uh, the Ravens are playing outstanding Yeah, football. Baltimore, New England over on that side, and then San Francisco and Seattle. Saints, to be the, Saints as and well. And the Saints, yeah, I'm sorry. The Saints are the other fifth team that look like – Two of those ought to be in the Super Bowl. Right? I know you're kind of happy about your 49ers being so good. Oh, they're really good. I mean, they play defense and they can run the ball. They what beat uh, Green Bay the other night, 37 to eight, something like that. Yeah, they're a dominant team because their defense is so good. I'm just going to thank you, Coach, because I know they they score and they, that tight end that they have is Kittle. really good too. But defensively, I don't think they get enough credit. They, as you said, Coach, yeah. they're really good. Well, on what's interesting, you know, is John Lynch is the general manager, I think, of their of their squad. And he played on those great Buccaneer defenses, which were made up of, of four really good defensive linemen. And they spent a lot of the drafts the last couple of years on those four defense, defensive linemen. I think the four starting linemen are first, second-round draft picks, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, all of them. Pay yeah. dividends. We'll take a break, come back. We'll wrap up our show today as we go inside the huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue... Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at MiapaLatinCafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. 
So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Don't forget, next week, our Inside the Huddle will be on Monday morning at 10 o'clock. So mark it down, save the date next Monday. And we want to thank our folks at Miapa Latin Cafe for lunch this afternoon. Okay, always good. Coach, i got to ask this. Um, I was watching Ohio State last week, and Chase Young was unblockable. I mean, they, they just could not stop him. Obviously, you have... You know, you still go to the Heisman Award and all that. Do you think there'll ever be a day when a player like Chase Young, a defensive player, wins a Heisman? Uh, a linebacker? Gosh, there never has been a linebacker, no. I don't think. There's been some defensive backs that maybe were punt return guys. Charles Woodson. And, or did some yep. things like that. That's right. Woodson won it back in 97, I think. But uh, I tell you what, he's a very valuable guy, but it uh, seems like the voters, they, they'll pick a running back or quarterback usually. is it. And usually the quarterbacks are the ones that have dominated the last several years. So uh, it looks like uh, Joe Burrow at LSU is the odds-on favorite this year. You think there'll ever be a day when nope. – No? No. They got that defensive – what is the uh, defensive player of the year award? That's about all they're going to get. Several years, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's not right, but it's – you know. The, the world we live in today, it's all about stats. And, and the way offenses are played now, you know, it's it's probably going to be a quarterback. Every now and then, maybe a running back thrown in. I, I just watched him. I mean, he was just dominant. They just mm. couldn't block him. And for all the schemes and things they do now, as Coach drew up, mm-hmm. couldn't block him. And he, That's I, why you bring him from all different areas now, your, your best guys. And, of course, we're talking about the 49ers, uh, Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa and his brother Joey Bosa, they're almost unblockable one-on-one. So you just sort of occupy the other blockers and make that guy block him one-on-one, and then you get, you get pressure on the quarterback. Well, we're going to end uh, by talking about this game on Saturday. Shane, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, Florida State is a big underdog in this game. That, that is, that's not happened very often, but and there's a lot of – you know, senior day, last game of the year in the swamp and all that, but it's about taking care of business, isn't it? It is. I mean, you can go out with a bang. Uh, there's no better way to end the season than, than beating Florida State, getting your 10th win here. Uh, it's it's it, They're going to come to play. And, and, you know, I think the key for this game for us to win, it, it, we can't turn it over and give them a short field. Uh, I think they're going to have trouble blocking us. They've had issues on their offensive line all year. But the, the key to me, the biggest key, is we, we can't let Cam Akers, their great running back, get going. If we can stuff the run, we'll be okay. Yeah, this is a huge game for us, uh, Steve. We do not want FSU to knock us out of the top ten, knock us out of a, a New Year's Day bowl game. So this is a big, big game for the Gators. Uh, I think I, I know the coaches know it, and the players, I really believe, will, will know it also when it's kicked off Saturday. In the last minute or so, um, you know, you mentioned Coach uh, Coach Higgins is unbeaten yeah. as an interim coach. 
you know, up in Tallahassee, they're going to have to make a decision. And I think, you know, there's a segment of that team that wants Hagan. So I think that's another factor here. Those kids are going to try to play hard for him if they want to keep him as the coach. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Even though the kids want him as the coach, you know, the administration will have to decide if he's the right guy or not. But, you know, financially, can they afford a big name? And we know we know that several big names supposedly have turned them down, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Coach, in our last minute here, um, if nowadays coaches want to upwardly move, make more money, go to a better program, I'm singling out Arkansas here. That's a tough job now. I mean, it, they, they just haven't won. They have great facilities and, 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 and uh, tradition, but – you know, how hard will it be to fill that job given where they are now? Well, they'll fill it with somebody yeah. if, that wants a challenge and so forth. I mean, uh, Arkansas, I don't know if it's a tougher job than South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, some of those schools that don't have tremendous uh, tradition and so forth. But Arkansas does have tradition. Uh, gosh, they won the national championship in 64. They keep talking about that. Jerry Jones does, I know. Yep. Anyway, Jimmy Johnson, James on too. that team yeah. uh, and so forth. But, uh, yeah, they got uh, history there at Arkansas, and they, they want to be good in football. So the support's there financially, facility-wise. They just got to go recruit Texas. And since they got out of the Big 8, which is now the Big 12, uh, that, that's hurt them a little bit recruiting the state of Texas. That will wrap it up for our Inside the Huddle this week. Don't forget, next Monday for Inside the Huddle, same time, 10 o'clock, when Coach Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, Join me, Steve Russell, to do this, which is fun to do every week with these guys. Jay Kitts, our producer, we thank him for his work. We thank you for listening. Join us for at noon for Sports Scene. We'll talk sports with you then. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. So long. and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's intercepted by Florida. Touchdown! Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. (laughs) 
If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing and produced by the University of Florida's ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.